So someone once told me that to be friends with somebody, it takes time and proximity. Those are the factors. But I would posit from my personal experience that if you want to really become friends with somebody, you need time, proximity, and mutual suffering. This story is an example of that. Uh, so I was out with a couple of my friends, uh, Josh and John. We're all Alaska boys. Uh, I'd planned a trip out to go to Eklutna. It's the closest place to go camping. But instead of camping with all the families, we had uh, determined to go on a bike camping trip out all the way to the glacier. It was going to be awesome. At the same time as this, uh, we were meeting a new friend um, whose name was also John, so I'll call him New John so we're not confused. Uh, and he, he was from Arizona. He's never been tent camping in Alaska. Um, and he was kind of having like a rough time, you know, at this period of time. We're like, hey, you know, we got to convince this guy to come out. We got to show him a good time. And I'm talking capital G, capital T, you trademark it, good time. Also known as bro time because we're all dudes. So anyways, we, uh, we get our bikes, we get all of our equipment together, and we go out to Ikluna. He, he was gracious enough to come with us. Uh, the, when we first get out there, of course, since he's not from Alaska, we have to go ahead and uh, explain to him about bear safety. You know, We have bear spray. We've seen bears out here before. Don't freak out. You know, Make noise. All, all the rules that you're supposed to follow. Okay, And then we got down to the good time. And this is how we failed. <laughs> in delivering him a good time. So first thing is that uh, the Alaska crew, we were all pretty well-versed on bikes. You know, we're just kind of the athletic types. We, we, we were good to go. Uh, poor New John, though, it had been at least a year since he had been on a bike, and I don't think he had ever biked with a backpack on. So, I mean, it's, it's only like 12 miles or something, but it was 12 miles of straight suffering for this poor man up and down ATV trails, across these, you know, the, the bike trails. Uh, so that was fail number one. Uh, fail number two is that immediately upon getting there, uh, I mentioned this was going to be a good time, bro time. So I wanted to make sure that I really kicked it off at the highest possible level. So I had packed secretly two Smirnoff ices. And uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the ritual of icing, it's where if you're presented an ice and you do not have an ice in response, you have to chug said ice right there in the spot down on one knee. So after this grueling 12 miles on a bike that he suffered through, and I didn't even wait for him. I didn't even wait for him this entire time. We got there, and I just had a smear on ice ready for this poor guy and made him chug it right there on the spot. He was gulping for air and gulping down malt beverage. Fail number two. Fail number three is uh, we got there, and we were starting to unload all of our equipment, and it turns out that um, the other John, Alaska John, I'll call him, who should have known better, forgot the water. And this is silty water, so filters don't really work. So literally all we have to drink is Coors Light and whiskey. That's it for this camping trip. That's all we got. I just made this poor sucker chug a malt beverage. So that's fail number three. Uh, anyways, we, we get all of our equipment together. Uh, we set up our tents. Uh, we get the fire going. We just start having, you know, we actually start having like a relatively good time. I mean, not a good time, but a relatively good time. Uh, campfire conversation, bratwurst, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then Alaska John... I think he was not on the good time train for this trip because <laughs> he decided that the conversation, the campsite conversation, needed to be more provocative. And so instead of talking about something like religion or politics, he decides to ask the following question. Hey, what's the darkest thought you've ever had? <laughs> Which literally, I mean, under normal circumstances, that's a weird question. But but because I said that New John was, was feeling kind of down because literally a friend of his had actually just passed away, this was the worst possible question that you could ask a man that's grieving. 
So of course it led to a conversation about how rationality is a disease and life is pain. <laughs> which is not a good time campfire conversation, let me tell you that. <laughs> so at this point it's dusk, it's dark. Uh, the Alaska crew is way drunker than New John because we were trying to show him how to have a good time instead of giving him a good time. <laughs> Josh has gotten sick uh, and we decide, all right, it's time, it's time to retire for the night. And so, uh, because I had been stressing bear safety so much in my drunken state, I, I leaned over to New John and I said, hey you, hey, you know you gotta tie up the food in the tree, right? And he's like, yeah, I know that, it makes sense. Hey, 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 but most people would throw a rope up and then tie it in and pull it up. But you know what I'm gonna do for you? I'm gonna climb this tree. <laughs> I'm gonna put it up there manually. So with his mouth agape, I climbed this a spruce tree, a spruce tree, <laughs> and tie the food up in there manually because I wanted to be that responsible. Anyway, so after that, we all retire. It's time to go to bed, so we all retire. And uh, I retired to my single tent because I had brought a small one-person tent, and they all retired to the other tent with the, the bear spray because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Thus spake Spock, we're all nerds. Uh, anyways, so that's how we retire for the night. And then karma kicks in. So although we had practiced all of our bear safety, I didn't so much as wake up as I came to the next morning, okay? And I always take a Bowie knife with me I had it for, since I was a kid. So I, I have this Bowie knife, and I come to, and I already have it out. And I'm pounding it on the ground in my own tent because I'm by myself, staring at this gaping hole in the side of my tent and yelling, screaming for bear spray because a bear had literally torn into my tent. So in the other tent, the Johns, they had already woken up, and they had heard the bear shuffling around. And of course, Alaska John, who is the worst, Alaska John's the worst, just keeps going to everybody else in the tent. <laughs> because apparently I was going to be the sacrifice for this bear if anything is going down. They try to arouse Josh. He's, he decides to get dressed like a gentleman before doing anything else. And then... And this is where I start screaming for the bear sprays at that particular time. So we all meet out, the Johns and I meet out outside the tents, and I'm like in adrenaline mode, fight, complete fight. This bear is torn into my tent, and I'm gonna show him justice. So I grab the bear spray from him, and I just start unloading. I just miss the area. It's like <laughs> napalming this place. What I don't realize, though, in my adrenaline stupor is that the, the bear is actually a rather small black bear that has climbed up a tree, okay? And it's not even the tree that I tied the food in. It's just scared in a tree nearby and I'm just unloading on the area, just unbeknownst. So at this point I've gotten tunnel vision and the bear eventually comes out of the tree, you know, because it realizes we're literally just not a threat. We're not a threat at all. And, uh, and it saunters into my tunnel vision, okay? And, and I say, all right, now is my time to terminate this bear. So I point spray and completely miss this bear. Completely and utterly, no, ba no bear spray got on there. The bear eventually goes away because Josh comes out like a gentleman, completely fully clothed, and starts screaming at the bear. So, I, I mean, the bear was probably confused that such a well-dressed gentleman would actually start screaming at it. Um, at this point, I'm coming down from adrenaline. I'm, sh I'm just shaking, just wildly shaking. And, and Alaska John, he, he says, oh man, I got, I got an itch in my throat. And remember, I napalm this entire area. It's like, it was DEFCON 4, you know, if you're in the vicinity, half mile radius, you're, you're smelling pepper. And then he just starts throwing up. He has a bad reaction, he just starts throwing up, 
I'm shaking next to him. New John's like, is this typical for Alaska? Because this sucks. This sucks. So anyways, we, you know, the bear actually isn't, hasn't even wandered off that far. So it's pouring rain. We decided, all right, we're going to cut this camping trip short. We just got to cut our losses and get out of there. So we head out and, and decided to reconvene at, at Jackie's because that's the only place that we would think would serve people that smell of booze, bear spray, and vomit. <laughs> so, so the moral of the story is that, uh, like I said, we were, we were kind of good friends with, with New John at this point. And then after this, we became great friends with John. Because again, mutual suffering kind of brings people together. But I will say this, although we're good friends now, New John, that was his first time tent camping in Alaska, and this was back in 2012, and he has not gone tent camping since, <laughs> because we really know how to show people a good time. Thank you.